life together. Fucking goddamn curly For anything. Piece of shit. Wire. Piece of shit. Motherfucker. It was a piece of shit. And the more I <laughs> twist with it, the probably more likely I am to split the wires inside and ruin it. <laughs> it pisses me off, Carly Q. Get your life together. Get it together, dude. God damn it. That's my rant for the day. Fucking Curly Q. They're $100 headphones. All right. And you guys can catch us next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call Sony and be like, get your bitch ass together. Get your bitch ass together. Come together like butt cheeks. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the Nightmare Box. Presenting mistakes from Abe. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent birthday girl, Kristen Bloom. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Big three, two. Another year closer to the grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was it? It was all right. I uh, took... Today is Tuesday um, that we're recording this. Um, we took Monday and Tuesday off this week, so it was super nice to have some extra time yeah. off. Uh, yeah, I think it threw off both of our schedules, though, because yeah, I kind of <laughs> feel like it's still Sunday as well. Yeah, you'll <laughs> notice that uh, a week ago, no episode went up on Tuesday. We did record one for uh, Amy, uh, and uh, not worth it. Brett usually records or edits them while I'm at work for the day, because he usually has Tuesdays off by himself. Yeah. And, I threw off the schedule, uh, Jax is throwing off the podcast, and it's all falling apart. It, it's all just coming crashing down. <laughs> no, it was good, though. I uh, took some time off because I wanted some time off, and then uh, we're also working on that commercial, so I wanted to work on that. So Yeah, if you went over to the shelter and got the last little bits of shooting done. Yeah, I uh, think I have all the footage I need now. I've got like half of it edited. Yeah. Um, and as is the way of the world, our whole plan got fucked. So the deadline <laughs> got pushed back. The commercial got expanded. Yeah, it's a. Uh, are you are you stripping on the podcast? Oh, oh yeah, baby. I didn't mean to take baby baby. Didn't mean to go all the way down to the tank baby, top, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and fuck with it. Bam, I thought about opening guns. the door because it is a little bit warm in here. But <laughs> I also don't want to be cold. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating story. I didn't mean to throw here. off the with my guns. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's hot in here. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. So you've, you've flustered me. I'm, I'm beautiful. <laughs> you are beautiful. <laughs> don't slide off your chair. Fucking finish your story. <laughs> mm, I don't know. How to, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, really, Not that I don't. pretty. I'm, I really don't know what I'm saying. a back brace on right now. <laughs> I think you're handsome. So you went over to the shelter. You got your last little bit of shooting. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had yeah. to expand saying, the commercial. Um, yeah, so we thought it was going to be... Either one thirty-minute commercial or two fifteen, not thirty-minute. Jesus Christ! Jesus. Could you imagine watching fucking, a infomercial? Commercial? <laughs> Holy shit! One thirty. The second. end of it. You got to send twenty-five cents to some kid in Africa. <laughs> one thirty-second commercial or two fifteens. Turns out it's two thirty-second commercials. Yeah. So we have a bit more to work with now. So kind of having to rework it, but. Footage looks good, though. I like how this new camera shoots. You get oh, me too. Like crystal clear shit going on. I'm really excited to see what it looks like that when we do it. scientific our... take on it. <laughs> crystal clear shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really excited to see how the next uh, film we do turns out. Because, yeah, the footage from the shelter all looks great. And I think my favorite thing about it is how, um, besides how clear it looks, mm-hmm. how malleable the color palette is. Like... Mm. 
I totally forgot today whenever I was shooting outside to change my white balance off of um, like the inside of the shelter has kind of fluorescent lights. Yeah. So the white balance is a lot different than when you're shooting in the sunlight because fluorescent lights are kind of a green tone to them normally. Um, so I shot my footage outside in the very white snow with the very <laughs> blue sky with a white balance correction for fluorescent lights. Yeah. So the footage looks blue, blue, blue. <laughs> and I was like, well, damn it. I got to fix that. And it was actually pretty easy to correct it. I was like, oh, hey, and it still looks pretty decent. That's awesome. Yeah, you just kept going, I'm the boss. <laughs> like every 15 boss minutes. <laughs> it does all look really good. No, and I like to um, kind of staying on that topic, how I can kind of force the color mm -hmm. a bit more than I could with my old footage. Like there was a series of shots back to back that were kind of bluish and then one that I put next that was kind of neutral. And I was like, we're going to make this a little more blue and it <laughs> looks normal. So I was like, Heck yeah. <laughs> so. That's what's up. Oh, and, and you got me a birthday <coughs> present. I did get you a birthday <laughs> present. You got to play with your birthday present yeah. today. It's a... Uh, SK-22. By Vidpro, I believe is the mm -hmm. company. It's a little mini portable, like, skater dolly thingy. <laughs> it's so cool. Um... It's With a long-ass arm on it. Yeah, it's got a, an attachment you can add to it so you can kind of set the camera up a little bit higher. Um, and then an attachment you can put on it for, like, a telescopic mm -hmm. arm. And so I, uh, yeah, was, like, rolling it down the hall, just walking <laughs> behind it, like, shooting <laughs> shots of the cages. Yeah, and it does, like, the full spin. Like, you can break the back legs so that they are free roam too and you can you know do little fucking figure eights we were playing with it last night <laughs> on, I, I couldn't wait another 12 hours i had to show you this fucking thing <laughs> i'm glad you did because yeah that was a cool shot today which all i did was just get a straight like mm -hmm. rolling down the hall shot but i'm gonna have to yeah fuck with it a bit to kind of figure it out because yeah the uh wheels are on like ball bearings i think that you can yeah. loosen up and you can turn them and then um the part that you attach the camera onto is like a ball head mount it's so. the craziest little joint thing <laughs> ever you tighten so you can, up one thing and it tightens up the whole system yeah <laughs> so you can pretty much tilt the camera whichever way you want so yeah i'm gonna have fun with that <laughs> it's very cool Awkward silence. Oh, sorry. I'm polishing <laughs> off my beer. I'm glad you like it. I always get nervous because I've, I've got a pretty good track record when it comes to gifts. I think I've only flubbed like once. And uh, I've liked all of your gifts. Which one would you consider a flub? The one where I forgot it was your birthday. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you did forget it was my last year. <laughs> yeah, that was a whole month off. Like <laughs> I was like, it's November 27th. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so, with the though. exception of that year, you know, I did pretty good. I, did, I, I, get, I normally find really odd things, but my trick is I, I start off at, like, the local shops and the antique stores. I like starting there to try to get an idea. And I found, like, these old Polaroids that had, like, and, like, you get a shaky thingy, but, like, the old original ones with the big flash bulbs on mm -hmm. them and shit, but none of them worked. And what I like is finding something that works. Like, I bought Kristen a projector from, what, 1957 or some shit like that? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And you turn it on, and it'll project. Like, everything's still there. It needs to be dusted out and fucking... It's missing one of the wheels that yeah. it needs, but, yeah, the projector itself works. Yeah, so I like doing that. I like finding innocuous little things. And I was... I, 
I couldn't find anything this go around. I was You're like, just hoping fuck? something was going to jump out at you. Well, that's typically how it goes. I walk around an antique store. I find something really old that works. Did you go to that really big one or are they closed mm-hmm. right now? I went to the really big one like five times oh, trying no. to find you a goddamn present. <laughs> like I'd fucking wave at Bethany or whatever her name is. It stands, hey, old lady. You know? <laughs> I'm back again. I'm back again. No, I'm not looking at Persian rugs. I'm going up to the fourth floor. <laughs> <laughs> Really cool. Yeah, it's got like four stories of antiques and then a basement. So like technically like five different stores is what it feels like as you're walking through it. And it's in an old hotel, like the old uh, Brickside hotels and shit like that with the um, the elevator that runs on a crank wheel. <laughs> the top floor creeps me out a little bit because the boards on the floor get a little iffy up yeah. there. Like you can see through the slats <laughs> and the boards and I'm like, yeah, it's like... How old are these? The late 1800s, early 1900s. I think it's the original floor. Looks <laughs> it, so. Someday someone's going to fall through I that. just can't believe they still use the elevator. Like, they haven't updated the elevator. Oh, they actually use it? Yeah, it's used to get the stuff to mm, the different that's right. floors. That's right, it's not for people. Yeah, staff only. But they still operate this, like, crankshaft elevator. <laughs> It's neat. Uh-huh. I mean, it's kind of neat that it's there and that it works. But that's my typical trick, and I couldn't find fucking anything. But Kristen's got this new camera, this pocket cinema black magic thingy. And um, I'm looking at all of the different things that you can get. I'm watching YouTube video after YouTube about shit I do not understand. I'm proud of you for even remembering what camera it is, to be yeah. honest. Well, the box is right there. Left. It oh, wasn't that sir, difficult. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Did you have to come out here and check it? Well, I was doing my research right there. The box was there. I didn't even have to stand up. (laughs) I knew it was black magic, but I wanted to make sure I hit the right one. And so I'm watching all these YouTube videos by like German people who are like, oh, I like this part. And um, uh, on one of the videos, it came down to, for me, either getting you a monitor that that comes off to the side because the way cameras... Kristen's camera works like it's just got the one screen on the back end so like it's attached and you yeah. can't move it yeah so this one would be attached to the side so she'd be able to like hold it down by her feet and basically see what it's shooting um but those were very expensive I'm not, so, <laughs> I'm not afraid to sit on the floor so I, I was like the dolly the is the move because Kristen's got this little penny board that she uses and <laughs> You know, it's you just set the camera on top of the penny board, and it's not very stable. And it's I bought that thing because I thought camera. I was actually going to learn how to skateboard. And, yeah, uh, on a penny board. It's turned out to just be my homemade dolly. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to up your dolly game. Now you don't need to skateboard. I am excited to like actually test it out for real though, because uh, the problem with the actual skateboard is the wheels, you know, only go yeah. one direction. So. Uh, it's you got to pick your direction. That's mm-hmm. the direction you're going. And with this, I could realistically like turn if do I do full 360s. Yeah. That's what sold me on it. Is the dude had like a bottle cap or some shit that or a candle. I can't remember what it was, but it was in the middle of his kitchen table. And he took the the wheels and made them fully loose, and he was able to drive it 360 all the way around whatever his subject was in the middle of his table in this really tight circle and then showed the footage and i was like i don't know when she's gonna use that but that's cool (laughs) to have the option (laughs) that's pretty cool i don't have to look up videos and fuck with it some more because yeah i the attachment for the camera part is 
very strange, and I'm very curious how it works. There's a one single knob you use to loosen and tighten it, and there are three separate joints that one <laughs> knob controls. So, so you can basically put it, What I mean, you can go full sideways on the dolly. You could look down for whatever fucking reason, you know. I guess if you're... Uh, you could turn it around and look at you. Because <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned um, it's good for, like, tabletop stuff, or mm-hmm. if you're um, doing low shots. So I guess in theory, if you were... Um, like on a board or something higher up or on the table, you could point the camera down and yeah. get a shot of a dead body on the floor. <laughs> well, I figure we could just run it on a, t- like if we bought a two by four, you know, it would fit perfectly on that and you could use that just to raise and lower, you know. And it's crazy how small it is. It's like, it looks like a little, not much bigger than my hand, to be honest. It looks like and... a little transformer. Like it's <laughs> this crazy it looking thing. And it's like really sturdy. It's like, um, Shoot, I can't remember what type of metal it was made out of, but it's like yeah. heavy duty, and my camera weighs a fair amount, and the wriggle support up to twenty five pounds, which is wild. Because <laughs> again, maybe maybe the size of my foot, maybe that's a bit more accurate. And I wear a size eight for it's comparison. Size eight, women. size eight women's shoe is about the size of my little <laughs> my little dolly. <laughs> it's super cool though. But I'm glad you like it. What are we gonna do with it? I have no notes today, guys. It's just drink and celebrate <laughs> Kristen's birthday. So. Um, put it on the table and take shots of a dead body on the floor. Did you not listen to what I was just saying? <laughs> I was literally pitching you an, an idea. <laughs> I can get an angel eye view of whatever I want right now. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'll help, though, because um, we've talked about that on episodes in the past where, uh, like, my student film, uh, the dolls we sent it in, and uh, the guys that... Uh, critiqued it for their show mm-hmm. that they had said my shots weren't very dynamic and well, i think um, this was like one step i'm sorry continue oh no you're fine and uh your shot itself doesn't necessarily have to move to make a shot dynamic so i'm not saying that's the solution like uh, a lot of it's blocking having your characters mm-hmm. kind of interacting within the scene so i need to be better about that too but uh what do you mean by blocking so whenever you're setting up a shot They'll do like a rehearsal and whenever you're Mm -hmm. um, rehearsing the scene, you'll do blocking with your actors. So it's basically almost like if it were a stage performance, your character has points they have to hit in the scene. So your actor enters the doorway, they stop to take their coat off and then they have to move over to the couch or to the Mm -hmm. mini bar or whatever they have. When when we did the dolls, we had like little pieces of tape on the floor that the the girls would yeah, and we had, we had a few scenes. That was one that they mentioned. I think whenever the girl runs into the bedroom mm-hmm. and then goes over and hides and then pulls the girl down with her, that that was one scene that they had mentioned being like a good one because the camera, it's all one long shot. The yeah. camera tracks over with her and we see these characters interacting in the scene. Like the one girl runs in, sits down, pulls the other girl down. So yeah, that's blocking if they have a set series of actions mm-hmm. they have to follow through th- uh, for the scene instead of just... Cool. walking into a room and spitting out their lines um so that is one thing i'm not great at i i do um just kind of tend to cut between like close-ups and wide shots and shit like that and there's mm. not a ton of movement in a lot of my scenes um so i do need to work on blocking but uh having the little dolly um helps you soon yeah. scenes that kind of like flow and move like are more dynamic it's just more yeah you're looking for the audience this is going to be a weird comparison but in the air force they always talk about this like concept of i I believe it's a 720 fighting space as opposed to you know 
by sea, by air, by land, you know, you got to think about it in like by space, by fucking drone strike, <laughs> you know, like create this whole, I can hit you from fucking anywhere I want to mentality. Mm. And that's a bad way of explaining it. <laughs> I was like, it's a weird comparison, but <laughs> yeah. But thinking about it for the art form, it, it, not that the dolly is going to unlock some fucking, you know, secret thing but it pushes you one step closer to like the 720 approach to film you know where you've got a little bit more of a world yeah because my um is that what dynamic means that i just complicate blocking (laughs) (laughs) then my tank top i'm feeling sexy (laughs) you are sexy (laughs) um well i mean dynamic shots in general are just shots that are engaging for the audience so whether it's the character moving through the scene or the camera moving through the scene it yeah. makes the audience feel like engaged in the scene versus the camera just sitting there and the mm-hmm. actor just sitting there. Um, so it's it's a combination of both, I guess, and you don't necessarily have to do both or do either in every scene. But yeah, it um, it makes it where I have a lot more options at the very least because I have a um, shoulder rig, but the shoulder rig is still mostly good for if i'm standing still and i'm just yeah. trying to move the camera and not my body because uh the second you start oh, I almost blew you up with a crazy fucking <laughs> they had like a proper like sits on the shoulder boom box looking motherfucker and i was like i'm gonna buy that and they were like that's fifteen thousand dollars like, <laughs> you're like i am not gonna buy that never mind technically mine sits on my shoulder the back half of it does it yeah. props up on my shoulder <clears throat> Um, this was a fancy thing that had like different lens sets like it was a whole like buy box of shit and i was like nope (laughs) i'm not (laughs) Not fucking (laughs) i'm not getting a credit card for this (laughs) (laughs) um but like even with my shoulder rig the problem with that is if you start walking it's balanced on your shoulder and your shoulder bounces Mm -hmm. when you walk so then the shot starts getting very bouncy and i have to walk with like my knees weirdly like bent already yeah. trying to like balance it out so you gotta do like the heel to toe <laughs> yeah like shooting shooting yeah. <laughs> take a wide step so i try to take less steps so it's just awkward as hell to try to move with it mm-hmm. so yeah having a dolly makes moving a lot easier because yeah. it's independent of my walking <laughs> i do have a um a gimbal i think is what they're called um that's actually properly like got weights on it and you have to like balance it very carefully with the camera and the weights and stuff and in theory you can walk in it will that's stay the one upright. with the little stick on the bottom yes. right yeah so i do have one of those that was also one of the things <laughs> i found in an antique store that it didn't work you like you looked through and you could tell something was broken on the inside because you couldn't see through it oh. that was gonna be one of your weird gifts it was a gimbal from like fucking 1923. Oh no, you and I are talking about two different things. Now oh. this is just a metal rig that your camera attaches to. Oh, okay. But uh it's it's like a three-part weight balancing system, so hmm. you have to balance the scales in tune to the weight of the camera and also the lens that's on the camera. Kind of add math to the shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why I don't, that's why I don't like using it. Um, this is why I write. And if you switch out... <laughs> Nobody's ever sold me a piece of technology for writing where it's like, and it's math. And I'm like, no, oh, no. Well, like, the thing is, like, okay... That's like, why I do this. You I don't want to do math. You know what my lenses look like? Like, my yeah. um, little 50 millimeters, a tiny little, like, pancake lens. Mm-hmm. And then my wide lens is significantly bigger and bulkier and longer. So if you try to balance the gimbal... And then you change out the lens, you've completely... Shot the balance. Of yeah, the so then you have yeah. to rebalance the whole thing. So I'm just like, this is not worth the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So I do have one. I have. I don't think I've ever used it at all because it's such a pain in the ass. But like in theory, I could walk around with it and the camera would stay straight. Yeah. But uh, I I don't fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an excuse. I just don't like messing with it. <laughs> not, a, not a proper deep. Not a math person. <laughs> I'm sure if somebody did it for me and showed it to me, I would get it a lot better. But I've tried to watch YouTube videos and I'm like, I just... Oh, you're like trying to teach yourself how yeah, to do it? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I don't really get it, though. <laughs> like, this is a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's the problem I have with a lot of the writing programs that I, like, recently have had to... Kristen and I are both basically doing free work for my job. And... <laughs> Um, I had to recently do the whole procedural manual for the animal shelter. I volunteered to do it. It wasn't like it was fucking slave driven into it, but it was expected once I started that I would finish it. And I did it all through Scrivener because while you're writing, Scrivener is easy as fuck to write on. You can move, especially for something like that, where you've got to change the order Mm -hmm. constantly. You just drag, you know, a chapter file into its correct position as opposed to Word where you've got to copy paste the whole fucking thing and then realign it. Um, and Scribner was doing great until I found out that I didn't build the proper, um, template, template for what I was doing. And I went to print it and it just had these like whole space line blocks pulled out. So did you ever figure out how to create a template on there? Cause I know- um, there's an option, but it's like having to learn how to write code. Like I need, there's a hmm. fucking, yeah. Like your introduction, introduction. Your introductory thing you have to watch before you use the program is already like an hour and a half long. (laughs) There's like six more hours of explanation shit for you uh, to do specific things. And I just need to dive into that. Like you'd think they'd have like five or six built in where it's like, this is a book. This is a manual. Well, they do. They've they've got fiction, nonfiction, you know, British paper, MLA style stuff, script stuff. They don't have manuals. Uh, yeah, weirdly enough, there's no technical writing section to Scrivener. It's weird because people write manuals for shit all the time. Yeah, but those Step people don't spend a hundred and some odd dollars on you know writing software. <laughs> they do it in Microsoft Word, and it looks atrocious. Yeah, for the um... like, how beautiful did it look in Scrivener? And then I went to print it, and it, it was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Which is weird to me that it wouldn't just print the way that you did it. Like, it's weird that it then reformats to a template that's in there. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. You think it'd be like, oh, you want it yeah. to look this way. And it's like, subpar. Would you like to save this as a template? Yeah, and it's subpar when it comes to screenwriting to fade in. Fade in is another really expensive piece of software that I own. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not as bad as Scrivener. No, not when you're as bad as Scrivener. It's, but... it's a... Definitely, if you've got a few extra bucks to throw around, a worthwhile investment. Yeah, fade in automatically formats for you, you know, most of the time. I mean, there's some things you have to kind of go in and do yourself, but they're all in a drop bar on the right hand. So, like, when you open up, you're starting off, obviously, on scene mm-hmm. header. So, you know, internal living room day or whatever. It'll pop that up for you, so it formats, and then when you hit enter it leaves that line and goes into action. So if you need to go into dialogue before action, you have to do that on the right-hand side, but it knows what's most common, and it automatically drops you into them. Which is good and bad sometimes, I think. Yeah, well, it's what we've talked about on here with technology. Um, Trying to think for you. Yeah, like if I had to do it by hand, 
I'm sure I'd fuck up some of the formatting, but I know what I'm doing because I did it in Microsoft Word <laughs> for like six months. So like I know how to break it down, but fade in takes away my need to retain the exact structures for different things. And yeah. Like it won't let you type internal. It goes INT dot. <laughs> Which is how the, that is proper formatting. Mm-hmm. So that's correct. Uh, or exterior and interior. Mm-hmm. Um, Not internal. <laughs> this is happening inside. These me. are the films that I write. Inside. Internally. Me. <laughs> Brett's thoughts. Daytime. <laughs> it's a scary place to be. Golden hour. <laughs> There's Brett. He hasn't slept all night. He's pissing yeast. <laughs> I always think that's interesting um, with uh, screenplays. Like, the fact that you're not supposed to really explain shit, but they want you to start every scene with, like, interior. Yeah. Brett's house. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, they don't want you to write, you know, Charlie is sad. Charlie sadly... It, Screenwriting will break you of your adverb usage, you know, like it's talked about in on writing, you know, kill your adverbs. The road to hell is paved with adverbs or whatever. Fuck Stephen King said. Um, You're not supposed to write directions for the actors in general. That's where I fuck up (laughs) is uh, like you could say, like, walks across the room if that's a thing that's happening. Yeah, but you can't say walks across the room and wipes his face unless he's wiping his face for a reason. It's implied that the actor's supposed to take on some form of the responsibility. Yeah, well, you can do that in place of beat. You know, like, so you, like the sentence I just said there, in place of beat, then there's that pause, and then we go back in. In a screenplay, it's written as beat in parentheses in between the breaks in the dialogue. You could write size instead of beat, and it's an implied beat. That makes sense. Yeah. But there's only so much you can do. Like, I can't say the camera comes in at this angle and you've does this. You've done that so, on stuff you've I've, given to me. <laughs> I've, well, because I'm working with you. But, like, if I was working with somebody who didn't know what I was trying to convey, you know, I have to kind of leave it to them. But we're discussing a lot while I'm writing a lot of these a lot of these things. So I'm taking your ideas and trying to mold them into the script. Burping a lot. Quit, quit trying to mold I've got me, a back. Brett. I've got a back brace on right now. <laughs> and I threw up earlier me. after I drank water. So. <laughs> You're falling apart on my birthday. That's not how that's supposed to go. I know, and I'm younger than you. I yeah, know. <laughs> uh, what was I getting at? Oh, shit. What started that? I don't know. We were talking about software. Oh, uh, Scrivener being difficult. But so it started that. Yeah, it started because of your gamble, gimbal. But anyway, fuck it. How's your birthday going? Are you having a good time? Terrible. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I felt like I was in the zone there for a minute and I burped like four times and <laughs> kicked like, myself out of my own brain. Lost it all. <laughs> um, fuck, no, I was going to say something too and it's left me. Hmm. This is the best podcast oh. we've ever done. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm 32 now. I can't be expected to remember things oh, that's, anymore. Oh, that's the rule, remember? <laughs> 32 is the cutoff age. Yep. After that, so, it all just goes to shit. falling apart. <laughs> no more responsibilities for me. No, sir. <laughs> oh, I am... Um... 29 in a back brace. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I am um, um, chair. I didn't just shit myself, <laughs> but it was hilarious timing. <laughs> I am curious um, 
because we said we were going to move up here and like start working with other creative people and stuff though what other people around here do because um since I agreed to do this commercial they sent me like a website that had like templates for editing for commercials that they were like oh yeah like if you want to check this out and see if any of this interests yeah. you, um, and you have to buy well, the one. guy. Yeah, the guy that we've been working with gave us that information before I kind of qualified you to him. Where I was like, oh, I was so able, that makes more sense. Yeah, he was basically like, oh, you know, he's going to bring his photographer wife in here. She's going to think she knows what she's doing. She's going to get in <laughs> over her head. And I was like, no, she went to school for filmmaking. We make films all the time. Well, that this makes is... more sense. Things. Yeah, I was like, um, which I mean, the the site looks definitely interesting yeah. if you're. Um, Oh, a local company trying to make stuff and you've never really done stuff like that. But it's No, like, I hit him with the lingo. I was like, oh, you want two 15 bookends? And I just watched my boss's eyes glaze over. It's like, hey, you don't know what arena you're in, son. <laughs> well, I, I did peek at the site and it's like, templates you have to pay for, which I'm not... I mean, of course you have to pay for them. Somebody made them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like a hundred bucks for like a very basic like transitions and stuff and i'm like i could do this you just add a swipe (laughs) (laughs) like i could do this myself why would i pay someone else to do that for me it's like i I don't need somebody else to build my powerpoint i was like yeah yeah it was like stereotypical (laughs) stuff like that where i was like one scene swipes off as another swipes in and i'm like it's motion tracking i just tell it i want it to swipe the image out yeah i'm a filmmaker (laughs) i don't just work at a used car lot what the fuck is going on here (laughs) So I was like, I wonder if a lot of people around here use that. Like if they well, I think use for local, the built-in templates yeah, for Yeah, probably for like local businesses and stuff. You know, that's why I said the used car lot thing. So it's like, oh, our deals of the week, you know. And <laughs> the, you can't hire somebody, you know, to like come in and do what you're doing. So you have to use these like bullshit templates, you know. Call one eight 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 eight. I'm not into flashy transitions like that unless you're doing like a flashy thing. Like if it was like an upbeat video where it was like yeah. high tempo and you were trying to like boom 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 you know but come like to the shelter yeah like otherwise it's kind of like welcome to the shelter <laughs> we got cats and dogs <laughs> i've got a pink sweater wrong <laughs> yeah like I, I think like it's gimmicky like if you go back and like which i know you're not uh into star wars but if you go back and like watch the old star wars stuff like mm-hmm. because it's an older movie like you're a bit more willing to accept it but Lucas was all about those swipes, like sw- <laughs> like one scene would swipe off and another one would swipe in, and it looks kind of silly. I feel the like only in shot that film. I'm familiar with from Star Wars is when the drone walks into the door. That's the only one that I know. No, that's a uh, that's not the drone. The it's clone. A, yeah. What are, what, shoot, what are they? Stormtrooper. Dumbledore. I was like, what are they called? <laughs> Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> Did we? Did that happen on the podcast? Yeah. That did happen on the podcast. Yeah. Gandorf or whatever the fuck you called him. <laughs> Gambledorf. I don't even know anymore. Game anyone. Night Part 3. Yeah, if you want to listen to that whole conversation, that's buried somewhere on the back half of Game Night. <laughs> the Lucas like the swipe shots. Mm-hmm. It was all about transitions. All of his scenes would swipe up or swipe down or swipe off or mm-hmm. whatever. And yeah, I feel like in modern films that looks kind of cheesy unless you're doing like an up-tempo music video, like, you can get away with it a bit more. Yeah. Um, but even in those, it's typically, like, the rapper grabs the side of the camera and pushes it out of the way, so it's literally pushed into the next yeah. shot. Right, yeah, stuff like that. And, like, the templates on the website looked fine, the samples that they were showing, but I was just like, I don't know that I would do that in a commercial I was putting on TV, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, that seems a bit excessive. That's what I say about Missoula. It's got one foot and 20... 20- 
10 and the other foot's in 1985. <laughs> 2010? They're not even in 2020? They're, they're nowhere near. No fucking idea what's going Decade on in the world that, that we are lost in a valley out here. <laughs> I, I would be curious. I love this place, but most of the people you talk to, they're like, yeah, I'm a writer. What do you write? Dungeons and Dragons. No, dude. I would be curious to see what um, other people that work in the area that actually do stuff like yeah. that do, though. Well, like, that's the crazy shit, is you have a lot of the hackneyed creative, but they're still creative. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got, this is the town that a river runs through it was written about. I haven't read it. Yeah, but it's a classic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to hit me with some no. knowledge. I was like, I don't know what it's about. It's a classic novel about fly fishing or some shit like that. But it's written about this place. So, like, there is, like, this deep, transcendental side of the culture. And then there's this like wild, fucking, crazy college town energy. Yeah. I feel like, to me, which maybe that's just because we got here, and then it was winter, and then COVID. So we haven't really mm-hmm. gotten out to get out and But explore. we have seen that dude with a trench coat walking around looking like... <laughs> Going to Burger King with his fucking goddamn cane. Yeah. Um, So maybe I'm a little biased because we really haven't gotten out to get out and explore at all since we got here. Mm. Um, But to me, it feels like they're more in tune with like nature than Nashville was. Well, that's like a river runs through it is supposed to be about. Yeah. But like Nashvilleians knew how to hustle, and I feel like especially Nashvilleians that wanted to work in the film industry because Atlanta Mm. was like. Right Right there. there. And Memphis is right there. Like, you're either selling music, selling pussy, or selling drugs. (laughs) Like, those are Well, Atlanta's a major film hub, so it's like you're competing with a city not far away Mm -hmm. where, like, Marvel movies are being made. So, I I The Walking Dead. (laughs) Yeah, I I felt like filmmakers in Nashville, like, were hustlers, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're here, I'm like, I, I get... A vibe yeah. of it being much more slowed down. Yeah. And I don't nobody, know nobody up here is renting Lamborghinis for a music video on a random Tuesday night. <laughs> Throwing ones at you, making it rain. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot more of a hustle down south for sure. You know, I, I miss that aspect of it. I miss the get up, go, get after it, you know. There, Life is slower in general here, I think. I like that too. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this place outside of... And again, we it's not a fair shake because we came up here to create, you know, and be creative and find creatives. And we've been robbed of that opportunity thus far. Maybe there is a hustle somewhere here. You know, I'm not saying that it doesn't. I kind of want to, like, just take a day and go peek at what life actually on campus is like here to see if maybe that's a bit yeah. more like. Well, the campus even MTSU was. Yeah, that's true. Well, MTSU was pretty spread out. I mean, you could walk to all of it, but it'd take you 15 minutes to walk <laughs> to the other end of it. Um, which is part of the reason I got that penny board, because... Let me tell you. You had to park in the gravel lot. That shit's four <laughs> miles away. Yeah, no, they'd give you 15 minutes between classes, and if you had a class on the complete opposite end of campus, it would take you the entire 15 minutes to get there. Yeah. And you did not have time to stop to pee or talk or nope. get a drink. I got so. yelled at for smoking a cigarette on the sidewalk. They were like, it's a smoke-free campus. And I was like, I don't have time to leave campus and smoke. So for me, about that I'm smoking here. <laughs> that would be Why curious. don't you go run and tattletale? I'll destroy the evidence in the meantime. And, and you can go fuck yourself. These long-ass legs will have walked away. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'd be curious to see, though, if, uh, I guess, outside of COVID, because obviously with COVID it's going to be different. But if life on 
uh, campus here is anything like what uh, MTSU was or if it's still kind of like that slowed down pace because... Well, the, the the creative energy in town is palatable. I mean, even the fucking telephone electric boxes on the corners are painted, mm-hmm. you know, and people dress in really, you know, weird fucking ways. And There is this individualistic aspect to the city. Yeah. I can't rob it of that. I don't feel like but I've But 10 met- minutes away from here, you are in the middle of fucking nowhere. You will get shot for fucking pulling up on somebody's driveway just because they're old-time Montana. <laughs> I don't feel like I've met anyone, though, and maybe that's what's throwing me off, which, granted, again, we haven't really gotten to get well, out I, I, and explore. I work at the shelter, so I see people, like, constantly. I see a you lot know. of old people at my job. Well, yeah, you work in the medical field. Yeah. I work at the animal control shelter, so it's a lot of young couples. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I, I feel like... like... We want our first puppy. I feel like any time I have conversations with people about, like, the stuff we do, it's either like a, oh, that's, you know, that's fun, but they don't really seem that interested, or it's like, oh, okay, good for you, you know, like... (laughs) Congratulations, join the group, we're all doing that shit. Well, no, it's not even that. Like, I feel like in nashville if you'd be like oh i'm a filmmaker they'd be like well so am i you know yeah. and like here it's welcome like, to the club it's like when i used to tell people you know like what do you want to be as a writer what do you want to do for your life i'm like i want to be a writer it's like okay go join the homeless people strumming the guitars up the fucking street you weirdo and like here it feels a bit more like anyone i talk to it's either like oh that's neat well good luck with that or good for you i have a real job <laughs> there's a lot of good for you i have a real job in montana yeah so what do you do? I write. Give a fuck. Yeah, I write. I read. What do you do? Like, it's I like, work on the I, railroad. I am fucking. I'm a railroad. I'm a railroad worker. Uh-huh. I own a ranch. I fucking slaughter elk. I don't give a fuck about you and your art. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, really, I don't think I've met anyone at all that actually I, does. I, yeah, stuff I stop too. every day at a truck stop here in town for cigarettes. Meet some of the hardest people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a poet. Care about me. <laughs> me. I do kind of miss that about Nashville a little bit. Like, there's a lot more competition there. I feel like just because everybody is doing something. Yeah, it's but it's so easy to click near. up with people. You know, like yeah. you're like, I want to make a film, and like 30 people fall in your me lap. Too. Yeah, you fucking hit it's it. Damn you know? near L.A. of the South. Um, Atlanta has it beat for sure, but it is damn near LA for right of now. The South. Yeah. Um, Granted, yeah. the tornado and COVID have not done, you know, our sweet city any justice no. either. But uh, yeah, I do miss that aspect a little bit of being like, oh, you do shit too, you know? Yeah, like, let's, let's talk rock. about it. <laughs> well, it's what we talk about quite a bit off the mic is um, like the concept of the veil has been lifted in Nashville. You know, like this idea that you're just supposed to work for somebody else for the rest of your fucking life. It doesn't exist down there. <laughs> you might have three jobs in a year. You know, <laughs> there's no career. You know, like when you're from a place where you can walk into any bar and see any musician. You know, and I'm, it's not an exaggeration. Like Kid Rock owns a club right next to Blake Shelton's club. <laughs> I've met like George Jones. You know, before he died, I met him. You know, <laughs> Trace Adkins played the fucking county jail 9-11 memorial thingy, you know, when I was a kid. Like, those people were just there 
in the community as country stars, mm. which isn't huge. You know, it's not like you're going to meet Eminem, but Jack White's recording studios in Nashville. So you might meet him. Taylor Swift lived Jack 30 White minutes shops away at, from like, us. The malls in yeah. Green Hills. Like, you, yeah, you'll White run in. Goes out and shops in Nashville. Yeah, you run into musicians out there that would change your fucking life in a heartbeat. Out here. <laughs> I've We've heard, got the river runs through. <laughs> I have heard that there are um, like some famous celebrities well, from. They're building a studio. Now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I have Kevin, heard Kevin that... Costner's in town. So. <laughs> well, I have we got heard Waterworld. You keep there. interrupting me. <laughs> I have heard that there are some like celebrities from LA that like live here, but I get the impression it's their second home, not their main home. Yeah, probably their summer house. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, their summer house. Um, so. Yeah, I don't think it's quite the same as, like, where a lot of the Nashville celebrities authentically live there. Yeah. Um, like, uh, Nicole Kidman and her yeah. husband live there. Um, I think Taylor Swift definitely has a home there that she's in regularly. I don't know if she's there all the time, but, uh, yeah. I've, I've forgotten what town she lives in, but when I was 17... Brentwood, I believe. Yeah. When I was 17, I went to apply to a grocery store, and they are like, Taylor Swift shops here, and I was like, I don't know who she is, <laughs> so... Well, I mean, that's the... She can consider herself safe. Is she a pretty blonde woman? I'm not going to notice her. <laughs> well, I think that's the nice thing about Nashville, too, is um, there's not paparazzi for one, yeah. so that's not a thing. I know who Taylor Swift is now, by the way, but at 17, she had <laughs> had one song. They're like, Taylor Swift shops here. I was like, I, I, I couldn't tell you what Madonna looks like. So. <laughs> there's not um, paparazzi in Nashville, for one, which mm. is what I think a lot of celebrities like about Nashville, but the community is a lot more chill i think because so many other people are hustling for their own dreams if they see a celebrity they're like well fuck you i'm trying to make it yeah. too <laughs> we're on the same team yeah. we're on the same mission you know i'm not gonna tear you down i'm not gonna fucking sit here and act like a fan either fuck yeah. you <laughs> you made money on a thing you did i've not made money on a thing i've done yet yeah you have i haven't <laughs> <laughs> way to make it sad <laughs> <laughs> I've probably paid off my Jeep, but my Jeep's heater doesn't work, and I live in Montana. So <laughs> your Jeep was also like all of maybe two grand. <laughs> yeah. Three thousand dollar Jeep. Put three thousand dollars in it. The heater still doesn't work. It's all good. It's a uh, stepping stones. You having a problem with your curly cue? Yeah, I am. It's bugging the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be OCD and dealing with shit like this. You're like, I never fuck with my wife. Fucking amateur headphones. Goddamn amateur <laughs> headphones. I was legit thinking to myself, because you still have just regular headphones. I was like, I'm going to buy myself a new pair and give this pair to Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to look at that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm still got like... Are you okay? Yeah, it bugs me. And I know it's dumb. Are you pissed off that you're not as successful as Taylor Swift? Yes, is? I am. No. Like I your whole energy just... No. I thought we were having a good conversation. <laughs> and you just abandoned me to yeah. play with the curly kid. Yeah. I was talking to you still. No, because like... I know it's dumb. But I am... Uh, a little OCD and there's a part of my brain that can't let it go and a part of my brain that's like you really should just let just it go. Just put your hand over the top of it so you <laughs> don't, don't see it. Just don't it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking about that. I was like, I'm going to buy myself a new pair so I don't have to look at that anymore and then just let Brad have this pair. <laughs> that bugs me. That would have been the birthday gift. It would have been better than the dolly. <laughs> no, I like the dolly. This is just my, my inner OCD kid who just can't let it go. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you yeah, there's me. no hustle in this bitch. <laughs> we gotta bring the hustle and flow, Brett. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to make commercials and the people are like, well, 
you're trying to go. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna go into it because I still need that job for the moment. <laughs> it looks good though. I am actually really proud of it. Like, my a... issue is like, <laughs> no, we're not gonna talk about that. <clears throat> but it looks good. It looks and, good. Uh, it looks fantastic. The footage looks super cool. Brett found his story for the next short film because we were afraid maybe it got lost to the I oblivion. Did. Turns out it's not called The Stain at all. But we're not going to tell you what it's called. Cause... We told you on the last podcast. Did we? No, we didn't. The one before that, yeah. Shh, no, we didn't. Erase that from your memory. If we did. <laughs> that didn't happen. We definitely didn't. It had you. a cooler title. It might still be on the website. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> We haven't um, double-checked that yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. We haven't also posted that episode, so it doesn't matter yet. Uh, um, sure. But, yeah, I'm going to read that this week. That's my plan is, at, <laughs> you know, at work. I kind of want to reread it. Will you print me a copy? I, I printed two copies. I assumed you took one because there was only one copy no, left. there was only one sitting there whenever I found it. There were two. When I found it, there was only one. <laughs> so well, the dog might be ate your one homework. In, there might be one in my satchel, and oh, that cool. was your copy then, because I thought that I'd given it to you already. But yeah, I printed off a copy for you to read. Um, it. I haven't read it in probably almost two years, so I kind of want to revisit the actual story before yeah, we do a Yeah, the script. actual story seems a little corny to me, but oh, really? that's the way it is for me. I, I, I didn't read it. I just like was glimpsing through trying to i knew what the story was about it was buried in my hard drive under a name that i didn't recognize like corny to the point that you don't want to do it or well i haven't read it right oh. i just scrolled through and the dialogue that i had between the main character and the neighbors was atrocious <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, oh, it's very, it's like, rewriting. It's very sophomoric, but yeah. Now I just got to transcribe it to film, you update it, add five years step to it. Step it up a notch. I'm gonna fist that story. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we put a warning content at the front end anyway. So if you don't like it, fuck you. I'm gonna get violent. <laughs> uh, we gotta find somebody to do the voiceover work though. That is gonna be a. Uh, you got a joke. I'm not going to say on the podcast. But yeah, we... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we'll find somebody to do some voiceover work, I'm sure. It won't be that difficult. Talk me in my creative control. But... <laughs> what? No, we'll find somebody. You know, that's the upside is I could use just about anybody. I got Fagan. Oh. We could use Fagan. There you go. <laughs> it's got to be two people arguing. Yeah, he's just got to scream through a pillow. Yeah, but we got to give him away the whole fucking plot. We got to have two people talking to each yeah, other. Yeah, basically, though. I wrote this story. No, don't tell him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I wrote this story when I was living in the old apartment before Kristen and I met. And my upstairs neighbors used to argue to the point where I thought they were going to kill each other. That's the premise. That's the inspiration for the story. They juggle their children, too. No, that was a different couple. Well, those people juggle their children. (laughs) There was a hyper-violent couple that lived upstairs, and I'd just be watching TV alone in my big hollow apartment. And I'd just hear, fuck you, bitch! And then the door would close. So I need to find somebody with that level of energy, because that's who inspired the story initially. Do you not want to have somebody do voiceover work? You seem put off when I said that. Oh, no, no. I'll tell you the oh. joke that was in my head that I can't oh. say into this microphone okay. right now. So <laughs> I was like, I thought we agreed we were going to have No, we're going to do, do voiceover work. work. Creative control had nothing to do can't with be, you, my love. Can't be having this southern ass voice. <laughs> <laughs> I 
excited, though. I, I am. I don't like your opinion. Ain't nothing but dick around. <laughs> Ain't nothing but dick around here. <laughs> no, no I, I'm excited to read it again, though, because I haven't read it in a while, and I'm curious if I'm... Because uh, I only vaguely... I remember the whole concept. I, I, just I based remember. off the one or two lines that I read, I think we've blown it up into our brains as, oh, like, this idea. I think it's got a lot of potential. Like, even if the initial yeah, story that's is That's the name of my memoir. It's got a lot of potential. <laughs> a lot of potential. The Brett Bloom story. <laughs> P- wasted potential. The Brett Bloom story. <laughs> no, but, like... Because I remember the concept, and maybe mm. that's why, um, which I'm not saying the story's bad, I haven't read it. I'm not trying to, not trying to shoot you down before I've even read it. It sucks. The Hucket has hit Kristen. I've lost my wife. Um, You've also had zero water. You had an energy drink and beer. Yeah. That's true. And, and part of a coffee. <laughs> coffee and energy drink and a beer. Yeah, I have not had any water. <laughs> um, I had next to none yesterday either. So anyway, you were saying love. We're, we're, we're waiting on you. <laughs> no, like I remember the whole concept of it, and I pretty much remember how it ends. Yeah. I don't really remember the conversations, so mm-hmm. it's basically just the bare bones that I remember. Um but yeah, I think regardless of whether or not the interactions in this story that are the original story like are believable or not, we could definitely shoot that in a way that it's very compelling. I don't know how we're going to shoot the twist. We talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about oh, that. Oh, we're going to do some crazy shit? Well, we'll, I, we'll, we'll figure it out. We, we don't remember we talked about this once already. I drank a lot, love. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, Keeps things interesting. Everything's new to me. Um, but yeah, no, I think regardless, even if it needs to be kind of stripped down and reworked, it's a cool concept for a short. I do, I do wonder how, on an audio level, I'm going to achieve it, but challenges all i have to do is write it that's what we say you have to be in it too fuck (laughs) you have to act in it god damn it (laughs) and i don't why i don't i hate acting (laughs) i love steak though would you like to get some steak have we already hit an hour we're about 10 minutes out we can keep going if you'd like i was like have we lost momentum or did we hit an hour which one came first Chicken or the egg? We're we're in the middle of talking about a story that nobody can read and a film nobody's seen yet. Well, fuck you all. <laughs> well, fuck all of it. It's my birthday. That's Kristen's birthday. She's I'll gonna cry about... if she wants to. Oh. No, love, hit us. I forgot my cream cheese. <laughs> hit, us. hit us with the inspiration, that's, sweetheart. That's the title what does the old show. woman have to say? Fucking give this old hag, you know, one more time around the pole and fucking, you know, let us know. What do we need to know going into 32? What's the move? Um, Not that you're an old hag or that. Life is hopeless and you should give up. <laughs> no, uh, I'm years ahead of you. No, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's all right. What it's, advice would you give 31-year-old Kristen? Don't move to Missoula, Montana. <laughs> uh, well, no, because I was... Freshly here. I turned 31 here. So, yeah, mm-hmm. a 30-year-old Kristen should have been told. <laughs> um, no, I, it's cold out, that bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still figuring it out, to be honest. And I think maybe that's the only takeaway I have is that that's okay. Like, um... 
I think when I turned 30, I felt a lot of uh, pressure about the fact that uh, I was 30. You and I, I think we're in the phase of our relationship where we weren't technically in a relationship, but we were still dating. We did that for a long time. <laughs> we did that for a good year. <laughs> Um, and then I remembered that we never actually got back together again. <laughs> I was like, she's here every night. I cook her dinner. We're having sex. I don't understand. Um, so I think at 30, like I was about to graduate college, which doesn't feel like as big of an accomplishment when you're 30. Because it's like, mm-hmm. shit, I should have done this a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should have been 21. <laughs> um Technically wasn't in a quote-unquote relationship. I didn't have my own place. And life kind of felt like, oh my god, I'm so far behind. And um, At 30? Yeah, at 30, yeah. Um, And I think 31 and 32, although I don't like moving closer to my mid-30s. I'm kind of like, about that. But um, I think it's been a good learning experience that uh just because things don't happen i guess in the pacing that maybe you wish they would have happened doesn't mean that they're not happening in the right time of your life Mm -hmm. um if i had graduated college in my early 20s i wouldn't have gone to school for what i went to school for i would have just gotten some random degree because i didn't you would have met a me that was on oxycodone i wouldn't have met you at all (laughs) we would have overlapped in college (laughs) but i would have been the guy who was there for six months on oxy and then joined the air force (laughs) you were studying something completely different and so was i so Mm -hmm. um yeah we wouldn't have met at all that's right Um, i was going for criminal justice i was going for Depending on what year you it's caught weird. me at, was I was a pill popper going for a criminal justice degree. <laughs> Depending on what year you caught me at, I was either a PR major or a journalism major. So uh, yeah, we wouldn't have met. Uh, I would have had a degree that I didn't really want. I wouldn't mm. have bought all this equipment that I have now because I was thankfully mature enough whenever I went back to college to realize I needed to take the time to invest and um, make it count. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be here with you. So I think, I think for me, 32 has been like, hey, like, things happen when they're supposed to happen, and um, you can't rush the process, I guess. It's interesting. Like, I don't know. It's like sometimes you just need to take a year or two to grow and not not focus on the end result. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's where I'm at in my life. Like, I'm back in the gym, which feels awesome. We Fuck have... yeah. Week seven, right? <laughs> Week six. Week six. Um, Have all this new uh, professional quality equipment. Um, got married. Brand new dolly. <laughs> yeah, brand new dolly. <laughs> got married. Um, so, I don't know. It, it feels like I still have that anxious energy of, but when are we going to get there, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like... But I'm growing, I'm learning, and this is a phase of my yeah. life that I think has been good for me. So. It's not the same kind of energy where you felt like you were a horse waiting on the gate to open. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we're on the race. Yeah. And it's just, where the fuck are we? Yeah. So, yeah. I, th- I think, yeah, my takeaway for the first two years of my 30s, or I guess first three, if you count 30, um, <laughs> has been, yeah, like, sometimes it's okay to, like, Slow and steady. What know? advice would you give? Um, I think, again... As a, as a wise old woman. As a wise what? old woman. <laughs> um, I, I think... 
for me, the most important thing that my very tell in my 20s and the beginning of my 30s taught me is um, change can be scary, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Like, mm -hmm. I think societally, we feel a pressure to, in America at least, like settle down and figure out our career and the whole rest of our lives in our 20s. and um, Especially down south. Yeah. yeah. And me in my early 20s was not a very healthy, happy, or positive person. And me in my late 20s thought the whole wide world was falling apart on top of me. And um, I don't know. I feel like calmer and healthier and happier and more centered. And um, the way that our relationship works, you know, you don't treat me like... I need you around to be healthy or happy and I don't treat mm -hmm. you like you need me around. Like we're independent people with independent thoughts and ideas yeah. and we kind of tackle this life and everything together and we both kind of bring our own energy to the table. So I think embracing that change is good, even if it doesn't feel good in the moment and embracing that you can reinvent yourself even if you're in your 40s or 50s, if your life isn't going the way that you want it to go, like you, it's still okay to embrace who you are and what you want. Mm -hmm. And just because everybody else tells you you're supposed to have it figured out doesn't mean you can't like take a new path. Yeah. And what advice would you give yourself if we we're going to listen to this episode a year from now? In turning 33, what's something that you learned this year that you want to remember? in the event that the time gets away from you? Um, hmm. Any progress is better than no progress, I guess. Like Hell I, yeah. <laughs> I, we started this year thinking we were going to do 12 movies and then 12 movies turned into six movies and then six movies turned into three movies if we get this other one done in time. And um, I think initially up front, uh, when we had to shelve our first movie that we were going to do back in December, it felt really bad. And like, it felt like, oh, I'm a failure and I'm not accomplishing mm -hmm. my goals. And like, especially since I've started working out, like I'm in like a fitness group for the workout plan that I follow. And it's um, geared more towards women. There are a lot of like really positive, uplifting women posting in the group about. That's awesome. Yeah. Like if you fall off the wagon, you know, it's not failure unless you give up, like get back out there. You got this. And like, I've been trying to, I think, bring that energy to the stuff that we do, too. It's like, okay, just because it doesn't work out the way I wanted it to work out doesn't mean it's not working out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess future me. Progress is progress. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and that's my my 32-year-old wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in the meantime, if you guys have any wisdom for us, especially for the beautiful, the effervescent, the birthday girl, Kristen Bloom, uh, you can send us an email at... Uh, nightmareboxproductions at gmail. Or a message at our Facebook at... Facebook.com slash nightmareboxproductions. Or send us a picture of a birthday cake. At nightmareboxpro. But no, at nightmareboxproductions. On Instagram. Or Twitter at... At nightmareboxpro. But you could technically send us a photo there, too. <laughs> or you can go to our website, which is... The Nightmarebox.blog. Where you can see the films. You can see Happy Birthday. You can see the dolls. You can see Brainstorm. Eventually you'll be able to see the next thing that we're working on. You can also read the scripts. You can um, 
stories? see the short stories and the behind the scenes pictures. Um, what else? The Madman Diaries. Yeah. Fucking um, email me. <laughs> we'll figure it out at this point. I've got books I need to get rid of. I'll just send them to you. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, but <sighs> YouTube. YouTube.com slash Kristen Bloom where you can see all the awesome shit she did before she turned 32. Or <laughs> YouTube.com. It all went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> or youtube.com slash nightmare productions <laughs> where you can see all the films I listed earlier but you can't read the scripts <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you love do you have any parting wisdom it's not my birthday I'm 29 I'm a youngster <laughs> I'm still out on these streets not even 30 yet no it's been a beautiful year to spend with you um it's been a fucking rough one. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't feel strong, you know, a lot of the time. And you make me feel that way. Like you make me feel strong when I when I'm when I'm not supposed to feel strong. Um and you're sexy in your tank top. I'm sexy in my tank top. <laughs> that's simply because I have a back 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 brace holding in my love handles. Oh, um, I don't know. I feel like this year I watched you look behind the veil. You know, like you saw, holy fuck, I'm not limited. You know, and at, at points you shied away from that, but nine times out of ten you were running through that shit. It's like, no, there's something I should be afraid of. Fuck it. Go. You know? I watched you become stronger than I've, I've ever thought I could ever be. You've taken control of yourself. You've taken control of your anxiety. You've taken control of your career, you know? Like, you've really dove into what you told me you wanted to be three or four fucking years ago, you know? You don't shy away anymore. You don't flinch when the world's about to punch you in the face. You know, you're gangster. I guess is what I'm <laughs> getting at. You're a bad at. bitch. You're a bad bitch. <laughs> I like bad bitches. That's my fucking problem. All right. I love you. Love you. And I love you guys. I'm going to go make dinner for my beautiful wife and probably watch a stupid rap documentary and try to be more articulate than I just tried to be. <laughs> but happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kristen. I got no cake for you because I'm a fuck up. <laughs> I went to the store. I could have bought a cake. I had truffle balls and I forgot cream cheese. My balls are truffles. But no cream. I got truffle balls. But you got no, no cream. cream. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Sucking songwriters are lazy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs>